0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, June 3rd, and today we're going to get a Labor Department report, and it will likely see a slowdown in job growth, no more half million months. I mean, maybe I could be surprised, but I think it's probably going to be closer to 300,000. That's what the Experts are saying unemployment rate could drop back down to that 50 year low of 3.5%. That's where we were in February of 2020, if you can believe it. And um, yeah, we're going to see what the wage part is. I think those wages are always very interesting. Wage growth is rising, not as fast, of course, as the inflation rate, but tons of data suggesting that, you know, if you just stay at your job, you're not going to get as big a raise. That's okay. Maybe for many of you you think it's better just to get different benefits. Maybe you'd rather work uh, from home for a couple of days rather than start a new job and just go for the dollars. Whatever it is that you think you want from your job, just negotiate for it. Anyway, uh, let's see. we were uh, we, what should we do Mark? Should we do some emails? How about that? This one's from Anne. Anne writes, I'm 55 and I want to retire in a few years. I don't really like my job. What I really should say is I have a hard time not letting my work take too much of my emotional energy and attention. You know what? I get that. It's very difficult. Okay. Because, you know, sometimes you take it home and that's a drag and it impacts your family. So Anne works for local government, partners 45, Anne makes 110 grand partner makes 95 grand they have 1.1 million million in retirement accounts that's a mix of iras 403b 401k and 457 so 1.1 million 70,000 in roth iras 40 grand in brokerage 30,000 in an emergency fund okay now ooh mark pension at 65 so it would be $20,000 No cost of living adjustment. Teacher pension. So one pension, two pensions. The teacher pension, $6,500 a year. So now I'm getting, let's see, 26, about 27, 28,000. Partner would retire at 58, may be able to get disability due to a genetic issue. Hmm, that's interesting. After Ann retires at age 58, the plan is to live on the partner's income, use the partner's health benefits, and up to the partner turning 58. Then Ann would look for a part-time job making 20 or 25 grand until partner retires. And that would make Ann 68, the partner would be 58. Ann would take Social Security at 70, 2,900 a month. Expenses are ninety dollars to $95,000 a year. They own their home. $600,000 is what it's worth, $110,000 left on the mortgage. So Mark, what do you think about this? You know, this is someone who is just sounds fried. There does seem to be a real game plan. There's the pension, two pensions, future social security, and's willing to work. I wonder if, you know, does your pension change? more dramatically in those next couple of years after age 58. If it doesn't, then just do this. You know, obviously, the more you can make in your part-time job, the better. If your partner's on board with this, then I think I'm on board with it. My general sense of many of these questions about, like, early retirement is, you know, the longer you work, the better. We know that. And the other part of it is, though, that if you're willing to actually work part-time during your retirement then many of the questions are answered almost immediately. So, hey, you know what? I'm game. Do it, Anne. Go for it. I hate when people are so drained at work. I feel bad. I really do. Because, you know, I know work is work. So it's not like it's all, you know, flowers and sunshine and unicorns and rainbows. But it stinks if you're not engaged or if it's taking so much out of you, it's really impacting your life at home. Those are the kinds of shifts I think are really important to make because, you know, especially when you're 55, 60, 65, those kinds of jobs don't get easier to manage as you get older. That's my experience. Jan writes, I learned enough to decide to get my money out of Edward Jones and into Fidelity. Okay. Here's the situation. Jan had more than 10 positions in both IRA and smaller Roth IRA accounts the majority were front-loaded American funds. American funds is a mutual fund company, gang. Will these funds cost me less in fees at Fidelity? Should I dump them altogether? Don't dump them. Do not dump them. Because American funds are very good funds once you've paid that fee. So here's what happened. A front-loaded fee is a commission upfront that you paid the broker at Edward Jones. But now that you own these American funds many American funds are quite good. And frankly, you're usually allowed to switch into other American funds once you've paid that fee. So as long as Fidelity would hold those funds, then I would just keep them. Also, uh, Jan has added a few no fee index funds from Fidelity and a target date fund in anticipation of dumping the American funds just in case. I spoke to a Fidelity advisor who said I should get rid of a bond fund in my Roth and avoid bond funds in general and Roth accounts. Do you agree? Eh, no, I don't necessarily agree with that. That's a funny thing to actually say. What do you think, Mark? Well, he's probably thinking like your Roth should be your most aggressive, so put the bonds elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that, but I'm also like, I wouldn't necessarily, I would dump a fund that it doesn't belong in there. But if it's, again, if it's a fund that you've owned for a while and you've already paid the fee up front, then maybe you can swap it into another American fund. But anyway, I think the real question Jan is asking is this. It's getting complicated with all of these positions. I'm wondering if I should just get a fee-only fiduciary advisor or not. I transferred my small brokerage account to Schwab and signed up for the Schwab Intelligent Portfolio since they do tax loss harvesting. And I was overwhelmed with all I didn't know prior to retiring back in December of last year. Well, I mean, why are we doing? If you already have a Schwab account, why aren't you just going all the, to Schwab and let them do the whole thing and don't start with Fidelity unless you want to do it yourself. Seems to me that that would be an easier way to manage it. Sarah writes, I'm 43, overall in good health, and I would like to purchase life insurance, hopefully a plan that's not affiliated with work. I do have a work plan. I have no children, but I've been thinking of adoption. I'm single, but who knows? Maybe one day I don't own a house. I feel like when I talk with the insurance guys selling these policies, they try and quote me high fees and policy amounts for something like a million dollars. They keep saying, well, you don't want people to have, well, don't you want people to have enough when you die? Well, I don't feel this money should be supporting whomever I leave behind for lengthy periods. I'm so confused and I'm so overwhelmed. Help. Sarah, why do you need insurance at all? You don't have a kid. What do you think about getting insurance in anticipation of having a child, Mark, or adopting a child? I mean, if she told me for sure this is going to happen within the next five years, then, yeah, I would just get a term policy now because it'll be cheaper. Yeah. I mean, you could just get like a half a million dollar term life policy that is a 20-year level term life insurance policy. Just go to Policy Genius, sponsor the pod. Or Haven Life and get a half a million dollar term. But if you're really like not sure that you're going to do this, then then I don't know. Maybe you don't need it. I need to know more about other money you have. Don't buy insurance just to buy insurance. And buy and term policy should not involve talking to any salesperson. Laura says, uh, I'm going to be 59 in July. My husband will be 71 in June. He is retired. He's collecting Social Security, $1,800 a month. Uh, Laura makes $92,000 puts 12% into a 401k traditional. And the value of that is 272,000. Husband has about 315,000 in a traditional IRA, mostly mutual funds, not taking required minimum distributions yet. I have about a half a million dollars in traditional IRA, and that's invested in mutual funds, 19 grand in savings. Okay. Let's see what we got here. I plan to work until I'm 65 or 66. So that's six, seven more years. But with the age difference with a husband, she wants to be prepared if she should have to stop working. He's healthy. So first question, Mark, should Laura reduce the 401k contribution down to 5% to get the match and take the extra money and put it into a Roth or put it into the savings to have more liquid funds? What do you think? Yeah, I would not do the Roth. I would put it in the savings. Savings is all the way. Absolutely. Because if you're going to stop early, you're going to really need to beef up that non-retirement savings anyway. 19 grand doesn't seem like that much. All right, let's do the house. The house. Oh, first of all, she's putting the extra $200 down on the house. Stop doing that. Just put that in savings. The uh, house is worth 400 grand. They've got about $150,000 left. No other debt. going to have to trade in the Honda. The 2007 Honda for a newer model at some point will have a pension of $900 when I turn 66. And my social security at that age would be $2,600. So $3,500 of her pension. Uh, He has $1,800 of social security. I mean, things are pretty good. They're not like smooth sailing. I don't know how much you spend, but I think your big questions... Should you reduce your 401k contribution down to the match level? Yes. Then put all of the extra money into savings and stop making extra payments on your principal. That $200 should also go into savings. And then I think that's it. And hopefully you um, can live on what you say your income is going to be. You didn't mention that one little bit. This is a bond question from Linda. Linda. At one point, my bonds became mostly tax-free. Now my advisor is saying, this is the time to harvest some losses in quotation marks and move my bonds to the taxable higher yielding type. I'm such a buy and hold person. I feel anxious to do this. You ready for this, Mark? The amount of money? $360,000. She would have a loss of $24,000 to be used over seven years against capital gains. First of all, it's not. I mean, it's not a bad number. But um, remember what Kathy Jones said on our recent interview with her. She does not think it's compelling to buy high yield bonds right now. She's saying that the interest you're receiving on your high yield bonds over what you could get in regular conventional or investment grade bonds is not that much. I'd have to know what else is in the portfolio. I really would. And why do we need to harvest all these losses right now? And what kind of tax situation are you in? I'm very interested in this, but I want to know more about you. I'm leaning no. I'm just going to say that right now, okay? Okay, Stephen writes, I listen to your radio show on iHeartRadio here in Boston. Oh, that's so nice. All right, Stephen is uh, 60 years old and 10 months and works full-time in the Boston area. Been with the company since mid-2017. I have a 401k at the company, has about $25,000 in it. I started a Roth with the 401k, and it's worth about 3000 I contribute 6% to the 401k, 4% to the Roth every pay period. All right, that's great. I'm planned to work until I'm age 70 and a half or later since I'm in good health and physical shape, hopefully forever. Already, I love this guy. I have about $10,000 in cash, which I nurture as best I can. I'm a single guy, I rent an apartment, I don't own property. All right, you ready for this? Here is the twist. We'd like to have a twist. I had to serve a five-year federal prison sentence in the 1990s. I was released in April 1999 and found difficulty securing work that offered any investment or retirement benefits following that time. Just a small job with only a paycheck. This is the first job I've had that offered retirement and financial plans. I had a pension plan that paid out to me in 1990 from the company I worked for throughout the 80s, but I used it to pay my legal defense prior to my conviction. This is something else, huh, Mark? I hear all about the tax bite of a 401k come distribution time, and so conversion to a Roth sounds nice to me. I'm interested in establishing an account outside of my employment in case the company goes bust or my job just dissolves there. Can independent money be added to a Roth account, Jill? Yeah, sure, you can. I hear that I'm allowed up to $26,000 to a retirement account, so here is the deal, Stephen. First of all, good for you getting back on your feet, man. Good for you. You have a 401k and you've got a 401k, which I think what you're saying is you're putting 6% into the, fourth, into the 401k and 4%. Do you, Mark, do you read this as the Roth 401k? Me too. And you do that from your work and that's fantastic. So you're putting 10% away is great. I would, what I would do is this you can put up to not 26, you can now put up to $27,000 into a 401k once you're over the age of 50. So it's $20,500. And then when you turn 50, you can put an extra 6,500 in as well. So it's $27,000 total. I don't know how much you make, but that's a lot of money to put away. So I don't think you need to worry, even if the company goes bust, those assets are not part of the balance sheet of the company. Those plans are yours. So you don't have to worry that the company goes bust. If for some reason you lost your job, you could roll over the 401k, you could roll over the Roth 401k, and you could open up an IRA account just in your name. So what I would try to do is if you're willing to work and keep putting money away, keep putting money away try to beef up your emergency savings. And from there, um, you know, you just kind of keep plodding along. But I'm very grateful that people like you feel like you can just, you know, kind of hang with us and know that we're going to try to take care of you as well. So thank you, Stephen, for asking a financial question and good for you getting back on your feet. All right. That's it. That is our show. It's Friday. So we're going to do some beautiful little business our music is composed by Joel Goodman who I understand is heading to France to live for a while I'm going to hopefully visit Mark I may give you I might hook you up with him also see if you can connect with him Mark is our executive producer Mark Telercia. we are distributed by Cadence 13 could you please leave us a rating and review on Apple very helpful to us thank you so much for listening do something nice for someone else today grit growth grace we'll talk to you tomorrow